This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Odds on Sports on the Fan, brought to you by DraftKings, with your host, John Jastrzemski, JJ After Dark. Let's get it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's now time for a Wednesday edition of Odds on Sports, presented by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host, John Jastrzemski, and last night clearly did not go according to plan. If you listen to my friendly bit of advice. Yes, we did on this radio show the Los Angeles Dodgers to go and win the World Series in six games, but we were hopeful that maybe we could get a better price than laying the minus 210. Well, after game one, I kind of wish right now we had that minus 210 as the Dodgers won in resounding fashion. Give Quentin Kershaw credit. Listen, I rag on him a ton. He deserves to be criticized for his shortcomings in the postseason. But starting off game one of the World Series, Kershaw was magnificent. The Dodger bats were relentless. And I still, for the life of me, can't believe the Red Sox were dumb enough not to keep Mookie Betts for the foreseeable future. You know, not a whole lot went right from a Yankee standpoint in this 2020 season. Knowing now that Mookie Betts is not going to be a part of the division for the next couple of years, that is comforting, at least. Now, as we look ahead to Game 2, all the pressure in the world is on Tampa because everybody is looking at this series, at least the quote-unquote pundits and you know a lot of the instant reaction that is out there, and they're saying the Dodgers have it in the bag, that the Dodgers are going to go and win this series going away. Well, the movement within the betting line would indicate the opposite. This line opened minus 150. Tampa's rolling with Blake Snell. The Dodgers are rolling with Gosselin, but you know you could see a bunch of different guys get into the mix. Line opened 150 over at DraftKings. Now, it has gone down quite a bit. It is currently at minus 134. That's with 60% of the tickets coming in on the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, from my standpoint, The value in this game, again, is on the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, Los Angeles goes and wins this game tonight. They got Walker Buehler set up to go and throw game three. They are going to have a major upper hand in this series, and I think it would set up to be a pretty quick series if it's another Dodger victory. So Tampa Bay desperately needs a win. Now, as far as the total, the total at this point is... Locked in 
at 8. I don't have a strong feel on that. You got 74% of the tickets coming in on the over. I'm not going anywhere near the total at 8. That is a stay away from me. Hard, hard stay away from me. Now, as far as the NFL is concerned, I always love when these odds pop up. And it usually happens, you know, six, seven weeks into the year. Then you have them again at the midway point. Then you have them again over the final month of the year. But you can have some fun going through teams to make or miss the postseason. You want to laugh from a Giants standpoint. The Giants right now to make the postseason are at plus 850. The Jets, double it. Plus 1,600. But here's the kicker. If you wanted to bet no right now that the Jets will not make the postseason, which, you know, is to me as good a bet as you're going to find, good luck finding it. Not a lot of books are going to be offering it. But I saw a number that has the Jets at minus 50. 15,000. That is what you would have to lay to win 100 bucks. 15,000 for the Jets to miss the postseason. Nobody's going to be doing that. A couple of interesting ones. Buffalo to make the playoffs is at minus 200. Baltimore to miss the postseason. If you're really feeling frisky, plus 900. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. If you're looking for value, you're looking for maybe a team that hasn't gotten off to a great start, you might be able to get them at a decent clip, at a decent number. I'm going to give you two right now. One would be a team that I was high on at the beginning of the year. They got a winnable game this week, and their number would not be at this total a week from now. Detroit at plus 385 to make the postseason in a week NFC North, where yes, the Packers look like the team to beat. The Bears right now are still the most fraudulent 5-1 and team that you're ever going to see. I'm buying some regression on Chicago. Maybe if there's a team to step up in the NFC North, Detroit could be that team. Now, Chicago, just so you're aware of what the market and what Vegas thinks about the Bears. The Bears right now to miss the postseason are only... Plus 170. Compare that to Baltimore, right? Baltimore to miss the postseason is at plus 900. What does that tell you? It tells you point blank. The betting market and the odds makers have a lot more respect for a team like the Ravens than they do the Chicago Bears. Chicago, to me, has been a very fortunate football team. The numbers... The analytics, the data, a lot of that information kind of backs up my point. I'm going to use that as a point of reference. Maybe not this week, maybe this week. You'll have to wait and see. But in the weeks ahead, I will be using that as kind of a little bit of a guide as fading the Chicago Bears. That's something I'm going to be looking to do. All right, we have a lot cooking here on Odds On Sports. We'll give you our play for Game 2 of the World Series. We'll welcome in Ross Tucker for Tuck Stakes. He's going to be doing Eagles pregame tomorrow. So we'll get his pick on the Giants and the Eagles. We'll run through a couple of those playoff odds with him. We'll have some fun there. Your calls, get aboard at 877-337-6666. We get it all rolling right after this. 
Welcome back to Odds On Sports, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We welcome in our pal, Ross Tucker for Tux Takes. Ross, because you will be doing Eagles pregame manana, I think it's a good time, my friend, to get your take on the Giants and the Eagles for Thursday night. All of a sudden now, that's a big game in the NFC East because of how pathetic and how lousy the division currently looks. I see this line at four and a half. We know how beat up the Philadelphia Eagles are. Four and a half, Giants, Eagles. The Giants never win down in Philadelphia. What's your take on the game? Yeah, well, and actually, JJ, it's funny. I'll be doing Eagles pregame for WIP, the radio.com station in Philly, and then I'm doing the game with your boy, Ian Eagle. Look at that. So, That's uh, a busy night for my man, Ross Tucker. I love it, bro. Yeah. The, the vaunted double dip. You know how that goes. Double dipping is the way to go. And I'm going to double dip on this game, by the way. I got two different plays I like in this game. I talked about it yesterday on the Even Money podcast. I don't often do two bets on the same game, JJ, because then if I got it wrong, right, if I cap the game wrong, then I'm, then I'm losing both bets usually, right? But I'm going to go with the Giants getting the four-and-a-half points. I know the Eagles have owned them lately. I know that Doug Peterson has been very good on Thursday nights and also when the team's shorthanded. But they're just down so many guys. Now, it sounds like Lane Johnson and Deshaun Jackson might play, so that would be very helpful. But still, I mean, you only know for sure about two starters from the start of the season center Jason Kelsey and quarterback Carson Wentz. Plus, you know, the Giants are playing pretty good football. The defense is playing really well. You know, if they could just get the offense clicking a little bit more. At any rate, I think it ends up, you know, being a 27-24 type of game. So I like the Giants and the points. I certainly wouldn't lay it with the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Giants win the game the way they played the last three weeks, I think it's a toss-up. And I also I also think it hits the over. Last time I looked, it was 43. You know, the Eagles have scored 28 and 29 the last two games against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And I think the Giants will be able to at least hit 20 in this game. So I like the over 43, and I like the Giants catching four and a half. Well, Ross, I wanted to get your take on, to me, a very interesting line move. That's between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. This line opened with Pittsburgh favored by one and a half points. As you know, Taylor Juan is one of the best offensive tackles in all football. He's done for the Tennessee Titans. Why do you think this line now has shifted in the direction of Tennessee even with such a big injury, going up against a really, really stout Steeler front seven. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Uh, now, maybe part of it's a reaction to the Steelers losing Devin Bush for the season, their outstanding second-year linebacker who they took in the first round. You know, he's been the first real run-and-hit linebacker who can cover running backs and tight ends since Ryan Shazier. And they were really missing that kind of player until they got Devin Bush. I know some Pittsburgh people that think he's like the key guy to the defense, even with the D-line and Minka Fitzpatrick, that Devin Bush is what makes them go. So all I can think 
is that maybe uh, some of the folks putting money in believe that much in Arthur Smith, the Titans' offensive coordinator, that he'll be able to cover up the loss of Lawan and take advantage of no Devin Bush for the Steelers. Okay, we talked yesterday about the news down in Miami. Ryan Fitzpatrick out. Tua now will be starting. I have a total now for Tua touchdowns. And obviously, injuries could play a major role in this. But the Dolphins have played six games. They're 3-3 and on the year. They got 10 games left. I got that total, Ross, at 11.5 touchdowns. Over, under for Tua, assuming he plays 10 games this year. Oh, I'll go over on that. I mean, there's a problem if he doesn't get over 11 and a half in 10 games with the way this team's been playing the last couple of weeks. I was surprised a little bit with the way Ryan Fitzpatrick has reacted. I mean, if he's feeling that way, you got to think some of the veterans are as well. Probably not a real good sign for the Dolphins. I'll give you another one, though, J.J., for you to consider, okay? Consider this. I know you're a Dolphins fan. Look at some of the rookie of the year futures. Now, I know that Tua Tungo-Vailoa is only going to be able to play in 10 games compared to Burrow and Herbert or whatever. But stay with me here, right? They're 3-3. Three and three. Burrow and Herbert are going to be on teams that win four or five games max. If Tungo-Vailoa can win six games, maybe even seven, and if you look, their schedule's not that daunting. They got a chance, man. They got a chance to make the playoffs. Tell me if Tunga is playing like Fitz was, and the Dolphins win nine or ten games total, so six and seven out of the next ten, that he won't get a bunch of Rookie of the Year votes compared to, you know, I know right now people will say, oh, he missed the first six games, but that's ancient history. In in January, when they're voting on this, if the Dolphins win the AFC East, look, it's a long shot, but the odds are a long shot. I think it's worth taking a look at. Ross, let me ask you a question. You think that's a better bet or taking a team like the Dolphins? You know, obviously they're directly linked now to Tua. Plus 315 to make the playoffs right now. Like, to me, if Tua plays well, then there's a chance that could happen for Miami, and I'm getting them at plus 315. Yeah, you know what? I'm telling you, I think if they go to the playoffs, Tua wins Rookie of the Year. Wow. I'd rather get get that at plus 900 than go for the playoffs at plus 315. Let's let's swing big. If they go to the playoffs, that means Tua has won six or seven of his ten starts. And while people will say, well, he didn't play the first six games, they'll also say, well, look, we can only judge him on the ten he did play. And why would we give it to these other guys? Final one, Ross. I think it's pretty telling looking at make-miss playoff odds. Chicago right now is plus 170 to miss the postseason. That's crazy considering they're 5-1. and one. Is it fair to say the books are taking into account the way the Bears have been in a lot of these close games and maybe the books are telling you point blank we're still not yet believers in Chicago? Well, that's exactly what they're saying, and and honestly, I think they're mistaken. I mean, with the extra wild card spot and with their defense, I'd be really surprised if they didn't go to the playoffs. I mean, I I think they'll find a way at this point at five and one to win at least nine games. I think if you win nine games, 
you're going. I mean, even with all the good teams, the NFC West, they still have to play against each other a bunch of times. So I like that bet for the Chicago Bears. Ross, a little higher on Chicago than I am. Ross, love you, pal. We will chat Friday, Football Friday, with all the picks. Enjoy the city of brotherly love. Okay, my man? Sounds great. Take care. Good stuff there from Ross Tucker, who likes the Giants. Not only the cover, thinks the Giants are going to go and win the game outright. Now, play today for better or worse. I'm going to give you a play, of course, in Game 2 of the World Series. We're going back to the well here, even though it didn't treat us kindly Yesterday, I'm taking Tampa Bay plus the 121 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I don't believe that this is going to be a rod of a series. I think Tampa Bay is going to have all of their big relievers rocking and rolling, ready to go. And remember, Dodgers played Sunday, played on Tuesday night, didn't use all of the big guns out of their bullpen, but I don't like a bullpen game for the Dodgers tonight. I think Snell... Backed up by that bullpen, knowing Tampa has a day off. I am in on the Rays. I'm getting them at plus money. I'll take them at the plus 121 margin. Now, I'm going to give you a game I like in the NFL that I would get on right now. I'd hop on it now. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't run the risk of, you know, losing this particular number and this particular value. I'm hopping on Carolina plus seven and a half against the New Orleans Saints. Carolina has been competitive in basically every single game this year. Teddy Bridgewater knows that New Orleans team well. A little bit of a revenge spot for Teddy B. I'm getting seven and a hook. They're in every game. I'm taking Carolina to keep this game close. I'm locking that in now because I don't want to run the risk of losing that hook. We know the key numbers in the NFL. Three, seven, ten. I'm not going to lose that key number. Lock me in on Carolina plus seven and a half. Set of Staten Island, New York. Kenny joins us. What's up, Kenny? Hey, how you doing? Listen, Kenny, how you doing? What's up? Pretty good, good. Pretty good. I hit a nice one last night. Mookie Betts plus three ten to hit a home run. Oh, very, very nice. Beautiful bet right there. And I'm I'm in on bets having a big series. Well done. Tonight, tonight I got Margot to hit the first home run plus twelve hundred, and Margot over one and a half total bases plus one forty. In on Manuel Margot, I, I don't hate it. Now the first home run, Kenny, is such a roll of the dice. You never know what can happen there. But Margot has had you know some good contributions for the Rays. So what did you get over at for one and a half hits? Plus one forty, one and a half total bases on Margot. I got plus. Oh, I like that. One and a half total bases at plus 140. Kenny, I think that's a good play. Yeah, I've been hitting these. You know, last night I cleaned up. I had Sager, uh, not Sager, excuse me, uh, Bellinger over one and a half. When he hit that bomb, that, that, that took it to the bank right away. So I've been, I've been hitting these. And, and in the game tonight, you know, if I had to pick one gun to my head, like you said, with the bullpen with the Dodgers, I got to go tamper in the over. Yeah, I'd lean go. over as well because it is a bullpen game. I'm concerned with how... Public aside, it has become. I mean, the public is just pounding the over tonight. If I had to play it, that's the direction I'd go, but I'm not going anywhere near that. I am playing Tampa. I think Tampa's winning this game. I'm just not of the belief that this is going to be some one-sided World Series. A lot of the data, the analytics, the numbers point you in a Tampa direction. Instead of Jeff Money, he's in Queens. What up, Money? Going good, going good. You had a nice win. Uh, yeah. I know you did. You hot right now, Jeff Money. You hot. 
I'm hot. I'm hot. And uh, we're against each other tonight. Well, I just did, I know it's going to be a close game tonight. And I didn't like the way the, the Rays, they started the lineup. They didn't do crap uh, yesterday. I see maybe now Turner might be coming around. I see tonight being a one-run game. So I just took the – I wound up going with the Dodgers minus the 135 for tonight. Yeah, listen, the Dodgers have been good to you, Jeff Money. I can see why you once again are pointed in that direction. But I'm telling you, beware of the fact that Tampa could actually play from a lead in this ballgame. I think that's very important for them. Much like when they went up against the Yankees in Game 2, when Kevin Cash unleashed his bullpen, and then again in Game 5, which was winner-take-all, I think they will look to deploy the exact same strategy. Dodgers are going to win this game. I think they got to jump out to an early lead. Oh, absolutely. This is like a do-or-die for the Rays. If they lose tonight, and then you got the two big hitters after this for the Dodgers, they're finished. Well, you got Bueller sitting there waiting for him, Jeff Money. And I get it. You know, Tampa would have Charlie Morton in Game 3, and I know what a great postseason performer he has been, but I'm going to have Bueller up two games to nothing. Loosey-goosey, the Dodgers would be. Oh, man. This will be a quick series. If the Dodgers win tonight... I do not see this series going six games. And I also like the small ball they were playing yesterday. They weren't just hitting a home run city. So they played great small ball yesterday. We'll see how it goes tonight. So you were riding with your Los Angeles Dodgers minus the 135. I, for one, am going the other way. So Jeff Money and I, heads up. Let's head to Astoria and Victor. What's up, Victor? Hi, what's up, uh, JJ? I picked the Philadelphia Eagles for Thursday night game for the Giants. Yeah, I still don't have a strong feel on it. I can tell you I had to submit my super contest picks today. And when yeah. I was going through the games, I like mm-hmm. scratched that one off the list immediately. Giants and Eagles. What scared me about going with Philadelphia is the way this line has dropped and the way this mm-hmm. line has moved in the direction of the New York Giants. Because this yeah. line, Victor, opened at six and a half. Now mm-hmm. I'm seeing it over at DraftKings at four and a half. But I'm sure you're well aware of the fact the Giants against the Eagles have been atrocious in winning games down in Philadelphia. They yeah, never win down in Philly. Never. I, understand that. I understand that immediately, yeah. The only concern, though, from an Eagles standpoint, Victor, even with that trend going your way, their injuries, I mean, they're a mess right now. Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders, the offensive line, who Carson Wentz is throwing the football to. I mean, if you're a wide receiver or a tight end, Go send your uh, resume tape to Doug Peterson. You might get a look. I mean, the Eagles right now are an absolute mess from that standpoint. That's concerning. Giant defense, I think, is going to play well in this game. They have all year. Giant offense, though, are they going to be able to make enough plays, score enough points? I will unveil what my lean is for tomorrow when we do odds on sports. I don't love the game. So I'm giving you that with full disclosure. I do not love the Giants and the Eagles. There's a bunch I like on the NFL court. That is not it. So I got to give a pick. Come on. I'm a New York sports radio host. Of course I got to give a pick. We'll do that tomorrow. We're not going anywhere though. We're with you right up until 10 o'clock. We'll get you ready for game two of the World Series. Get you ready for the Giants and the Eagles. All of a sudden it's a big game in the NFC East. We got a lot more calls to get to. 877-337-6666. We'll come right back. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 